0: Stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Brinkenridge, weekdays twelve thirty to three seven seventy CHQR.
1: We have a grand tradition in Alberta politics. It's called having it both ways, where Alberta governments simultaneously try to keep taxes at the lowest level possible and keep spending at the highest level possible, and they often boast about both of these things. It is clearly not sustainable. It seems, I think, a responsible thing to do that if uh, you believe spending needs to be at a certain level, that you find the money to pay for it. Now, governments in Alberta have had it easy at times because uh, oil revenue, royalty revenue, that goes a long way. That can uh, really conveniently paper over that big gap. So that tradition has continued, although the NDP, of course, has criticized it in the past. We need to get off this revenue, this oil revenue roller coaster. We need to stop this. We need to stop relying on it. Well, their plan for balancing the budget pretty much relies on that that revenue bouncing back. So in the meantime, taxes stay relatively low, although they have increased uh, some tax and spending has gone up. So do we need a different approach? Now, it's interesting because both the right and the left in this province have pointed to B.C., and interestingly, both are right. If Alberta spent at the per capita level that B.C. spent, we wouldn't have a deficit. If Alberta taxed at the rate that B.C. taxed, we also wouldn't have a deficit. So there's a conversation to be had here, I think, even if people come to different conclusions. Well, the group Public Interest Alberta is calling for what they describe as a revenue reno, that Alberta needs more tax revenue to ensure that public services are paid for and protected. Joining us on the line is Joel French, Executive Director of Public Interest Alberta. Joel, good afternoon.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Okay, so when it comes to whether Alberta has a revenue problem or a spending problem, clearly you see it as a, a revenue problem.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, I think you gave some really good context for it on certainly on the revenue side. And and I'll uh, address some of what you said on the spending side, too. But on the revenue side, if we had the same tax system as any other province in the country, the one that would raise the lowest amount of new revenue would be B.C.'s. And if we had B.C.'s tax system, we would raise an additional $8.7 billion per year, which would come close to solving uh, what we see as a shortage of tax revenue in the province. On the spending side of things, of course, the the large uh, uh, bulk of what we spend money on is on public services. So that's what we're talking about in this campaign is the education system, our health care system, seniors' care, supports for our most vulnerable residents. And uh, the biggest part of spending in those public services is paying for staff. Uh, the reason why we spend more and, and, by some measures, we actually don't spend the most in the country. Uh, in per capita, we're, we're in the middle of the pack. When you look at the size of our economy, we're actually far behind most of the country. Uh, so it depends on which measure you use too, but I, I will concede that there are different measures and by some of them, it looks like we spend more. But we have to keep in mind that our average weekly earnings in this province are higher than any other province in the country. And so, you know, it's, it's the God's free market that we've got out there that leads to services costing more to provide because people make more money in Alberta and that's true in the public sector that's true in the private sector um so you know we can have this conversation about spending or uh or Uh, revenue. But the reason why we're spending so much um, or why it looks like we're spending more is because people make more in this province. So it really needs to be a conversation about what level of services do we want? Do we feel like we have too much in our services? Or is our, you know, are our classrooms too small? Uh, You know, do we need more students in every classroom? Do we need longer wait times? Or do we want shorter ones? Or are we satisfied with what we have? But even to sustain what we have, we need more revenue.
1: Okay, so that speaks to this, this report, this revenue reno, as you call it. Now, where do non-renewable resource revenues fit into your, your vision here?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what Alberta has relied on, of course, for, you know, the past few decades uh, to sustain what we've got. Um, and that's the reason why we've been able to have this tax system that raises less revenue than the tax systems of other provinces. Um, and really with the drop in oil prices and, you know, there's been a slight recovery, but nobody is predicting it to go back to the, the heights that it was at a few years ago. And you know we think even if it did come back it wouldn't be a good idea to keep relying on that we should actually be saving that money for future generations and we started to do that years ago with the heritage savings trust fund um but we only got started and we stopped as soon as some of the other revenues disappeared and we started using that money again to pay for our operational budget and for the public services that we get so we need to actually be saving that money for future generations which would be much more responsible than the way that we do things now
1: so you're you're, so Okay. Just so, so we're clear, then. So you're talking about taking that money out of our, our revenue picture altogether, that that wouldn't be there from year to year to budget. So not only then uh, would we have to, to find enough tax revenue to, to close this current gap, we'd need to find additional tax revenue to replace that that royalty revenue.
0: Yeah. I mean, most of that royalty revenue is gone already anyway. So I mean, I, I'm not opposed to using a little bit of it for now. But I think. In the long term, eventually we know we're not going to have that revenue at all. But for now, you know, the revenue this this past year is just over $2 billion. It used to be at almost $12 billion. So we lost $10 billion of that revenue, which, you know, gives you your mathematical equation that gives you the deficit today. Right. Um, but most of that revenue is already gone. And, you know, it might come back a little bit, but most of it isn't going to be there either way.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, an obvious... Um... I guess an obvious thing to point to would be the fact that Alberta doesn't have a PST. Uh, would you, Would you? are you calling for the adoption of one?
0: Uh, yes, we are. Um, and, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say a hard yes, but it's a soft yes. And the, the, the soft yes is because the there is another way we could do it, but it would mean um, nearly everybody in Alberta paying significantly higher personal income taxes than they do in other parts of the country. And that's because ours. Our sales tax is 0%, you know, aside from the GST, of course, and the lowest sales tax in other parts of the country is 6%. Saskatchewan, our, our neighbors, have the lowest sales tax in the country aside from Alberta. And so there's not a magic place that money comes from. Uh, there has been with resource revenues, but that magic place is gone, and... So it has to come from somewhere, and if it's not from a sales tax, then people better be uh, prepared to pay higher personal income taxes by a considerable amount than any other part of of the country, and we can do it that way. I'm not going to say you have to have a sales tax, but that's really why we want to, uh, what this campaign aims to do, is to put all of these facts on the table, and like you said in the introduction, you know, to give people the information they need to know what options are in front of us, because right now... You know we're kind of without direction, and and I would say all of the political parties are without direction on this, and nobody really wants to put the facts on the table because none of the solutions are popular, and we acknowledge that, but it's a conversation we need to have.
1: Okay, it's, it, economists figure it would be about a billion dollars uh, we could generate through a one percent sales tax or two billion for a two percent, et cetera. So how how yes. high might we need to go in your view?
0: Well, I mean I've I'm an advocate for be for it being mixed with some further changes to our personal income tax system. Uh, I think if we looked at, uh, I mean, a 5% seems reasonable to me. Um, And if we do a sales tax, it does need to be mitigated to make sure that that low-income Albertans aren't um, impacted disproportionately because we know that low-income Albertans don't have access income that they can uh, contribute extra to our public services. So we have to find ways to do that. Um, so, but I think uh, looking at 5% and some changes to our personal income tax system or which would affect middle and upper income earners uh, would be necessary to solve the problem.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the uh, NDP already did uh, raise the yeah. upper. Uh, tax rate or the tax rate for, for higher income Albertans. So where where would yep. you see some changes or room for further changes on that side?
0: Probably it would need to be the creation of another tax bracket. So the the only people that they raised income taxes on are actually people earning more than about $143,000 per year. It was $125,000 in taxable income, but our first 18000 in Alberta isn't taxable. Um, so, I think they 've got some room to move in the middle there, and I think still some room to move on the upper side because it's you know the highest tax bracket we have is on people with more than uh earning more than two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per year, but that increase uh, which went up to fifteen percent is only on the income above two hundred and fifty thousand so even if you 're earning a million dollars. Below two hundred and fifty thousand dollars you're still on your first two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of income you're still paying lower rates right so it's it's a graduated system, and I think we've got some room to move at the top too
1: you mentioned the basic personal exemption do we need to yeah. lower that
0: I don't think so because I think we can make up for that. Uh, I think that's a good thing because it gives lower income individuals uh, a break in that they don't have to pay you know if you're making eighteen thousand dollars. Uh, or less per year, you're actually not paying any provincial income tax. And so I think we can make up for that on the higher income side of things, because that high-income individuals do get that exemption as well, but I think we make up for it in the higher income tax bracket.
1: Uh, Interestingly, this report does not call for further increases in, in the corporate tax.
0: Yeah. I mean, we had a campaign a few years ago called Alberta Could, where we did call for that. We actually called for a 2% increase, and uh, we were happy when the government brought that in uh, as a result of their uh, campaign platform promises. We have uh, about an average, uh, from comparing us to other provinces across the country, about an average corporate tax rate. And we could look at tweaking that a little bit, but you know, ultimately, I think uh, provinces ac- across the country, if we were going to increase it, other provinces would need to be doing it, too. And right now, there's not an indication that's going to happen. And ultimately, you know, even with that 2% increase, we raised l- less than a billion dollars per year. So, you know, even if it was bumped up another 2%, which, you know, I wouldn't argue against it if a government was doing it, but really that's not going to solve the problem so you know i would entertain uh changing it a little bit but it's not going to uh, raise the kind of revenue on the scale that we he need
1: It hasn't really brought in any new revenue maybe there's other reasons for that but i, I yeah. don't think i don't think corporate tax revenues have, have gone up at all
0: yeah and no, i mean certainly not if you compare us to when the economy was booming and but you know that's a complex uh kind of situation we had 100 120 barrel uh barrel and oil uh back then
1: Well, but these things are complex. There there seems to be an assumption here that we can do all of this, and it's not going to have any impact on the
0: economy. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be some impact, and we have to be clear about what that is. But there's also a positive impact on on our economy when we invest in our public services, you know. having stable public services, and particularly, so this isn't just about the staff that work in there, having a strong education system, having a health care system that is ready for people when they need it. You know, that that when, you know, my buddy who blew out his knee playing rec hockey with me can't get his surgery for a year, you know, that has an impact on people and it has an impact on the well-being of Albertans. And so there's a positive, uh, both uh, I would say economic benefit, but also health benefits and social benefits and making sure that those services are there for people when we need them.
1: Well, I guess you could argue they are. Um, the government's decided that uh, it's it 's okay to borrow to to pay for all of that, but uh, i mean if if we assume then we could raise taxes to pay for what we 're already paying for now, I mean it seems as though that that money's there we just we're taking a, a different way of of getting it.
0: Yeah, I mean we're you're right, we're not even raising enough money to pay for we, what we get now. And so, you know, we think we need some capacity to actually make improvements and not all of the improvements are about more revenue. There are things that we need to be smarter about. Uh, one thing, uh, you know, when I'm asked about savings in the government budget, one thing that I point to is the uh, subsidies that we give to private schools, which I know is a really contentious debate, and it's another contentious debate we love to get involved in. We don't think we should be subsidizing those private schools, and five other provinces in the country don't. And we're spending more than a hundred million dollars a year, which you know, in this grand conversation, is a smaller amount. But when you talk about the conditions in our classrooms and our public school system, you know that money could actually be used to improve our education and it's already in the education system uh, or in education dollars but not in the system it's being pulled out to subsidize these private entities well
1: Joe we're we'll going to leave it there uh, revenuerenault.ca uh, people can read this report there more at pialberta.org thanks for joining us here appreciate it
0: thanks so much for having me
1: All right, that's Joel French, uh, Executive Director of Public Interest Alberta. Now, I don't suspect many of you are going to uh, share his perspective on things, but I would say this about it. It's at least an honest approach to say we think the government needs to spend all of this money and spend even more than we're already spending, and so we're going to raise taxes to spend it. I think what we have right now is, again, as I said, a government trying to have it both ways. 974-8255. We're back with more right after this.